0: PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. This is our land is Vicky Dice, and
1: you're listening to the
0: All Night Long Podcast. All Night Long Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. I'm only saying it that way because Nick Aldous said it, and I can't pronounce it any other way ever. So uh, welcome back to the show, guys. We appreciate everybody checking in. Uh, We are your host, He's a stallion. I'm the enforcer. And this week we have a very special guest all the way from the West Coast, Heather Monroe. Thank you so much for your time and stopping by the show today.
1: Hello, thanks for having me.
0: Um, first and foremost, we're living in probably the craziest time in like the last 100 years. How are you holding up? What are you doing to keep busy? What What are you doing over there in California?
1: Um, so I was going a little crazy at first, for sure, because just like thinking about all the like things I should be doing this month specifically and everything kind of that was falling apart. So I, I, I took some time. And now I'm I'm with my parents in Arizona because they live close to me. So I decided uh, about when everything started locking down to just come here uh, because they have a house, it's obviously a little less saturated than California. So um, I ended up staying with them and I'm finally kind of on a routine of wake up, workout, like things, getting things more (laughs) into check.
0: Normalcy. if Yeah, a little
1: bit more normalcy as normal as whatever this is
0: as normal as we could be right now so arizona so that's awesome so i know california i mean state to state the restrictions are so different so is everything completely locked down in arizona right now as well
1: yeah they have the stay at home order uh oh. and all that so a lot of stuff's locked down but they're um they just don't have as many cases so uh but they're being cautious about it and i been watching the news because I'm living with my parents. So (laughs) I've been watching a lot of the governor speak and it's he like seems to know what he's talking about and they're really trying to push to do more testing. So I think that's the most important thing right now.
0: Yeah, as long as everybody's healthy, that is by far the most important thing. And at least you're like you're you're not by yourself, right? Like it would be so boring just to be locked down by yourself. And so it's cool that you're with your parents and I'm sure if you have to go out or something like that, you could take care of everything. So Yeah. It's a good situation over there. Um, So you're in Arizona, living in California, and true or false, from Altoona, Iowa?
1: Yes, Altoona, Iowa, originally. Went to school at the University of Iowa.
0: Oh, wow. The only thing I know in Iowa is Bettendorf, which is where all the uh, great wrestlers pretty much came from, high school wrestlers.
1: Yes. Well, in general, the state of Iowa has a lot of amazing wrestling.
0: Farm boy strength, right? Yeah. That's what they call it out there. Every Like, everybody in Iowa wakes up with, like, a 30-inch neck and can lift insane amounts of weight. Yeah, everyone, so. <laughs> like, walks
1: around like this.
0: <laughs> exactly. Carrying um, uh, carpets under each arm. Inflatable. Yeah, exactly. When did you make the decision to go to California from Iowa?
1: I graduated from college, um, and I got a degree in theater and cinema. So... I had always planned to live in California, like since I was in the fifth grade, that was like my dream, I was going to go be an actress, so I (laughs) moved out there right after I graduated and um, that's kind of what brought me out there.
0: Wow, okay, so you always wanted to be an actress, did you grow up watching pro wrestling or was that just you grew up an athlete and it was kind of an easy transition?
1: No, I watched wrestling growing up, like I started right after the, uh, the Monday Night Wars, so I was in 2001 when they were kind of like WCW was kind of in, right in the past and everything was uh, getting going with the attitude era. Uh, so that was kind of my, my introduction to it. So it's I funny, we just on a, all through my life since then.
0: Gotcha. We just had Ava Everett on the show and she was saying how she watched like a little bit during like the late, late nineties, but she hated it. And then she went back and watched it. Like when you started like 2001, 2002, when everything really changed and, a lot of um, the women started getting a little more of a spotlight in that era. There were a lot Mm of, you know, and compared to the Attitude Era, where you had all just like the ridiculous match types and all the stereotypical um, stuff they did. It was right about 2001, 2002, probably coincidentally when Stephanie, I think, got in a little more position of power with the company, that it really changed and a lot of the women were featured more. Is that kind of what drew you to it or just the overall, this is pro wrestling, I'm all in?
1: Oh, yeah, I... I saw the Hardy Boys and Lita, and that was like that was it for me. I was like, "This is it." <laughs> so, and they they were still doing like the brown panties matches, which I look back on and I'm like, "That's so funny that so many women were inspired." Like this this group of women that is coming up now and and are like really making strides in the business were inspired by the by the women that wanted more from the brown panties matches. So they were doing brown panties matches, but they were still like showing that they could go especially when they could go with the dudes and like they were yeah being featured prominently they were the big stars like lita and trish were huge stars stacy keebler tori wilson they were getting like big storylines around then
0: yeah and they were getting the reactions i mean disabled it's funny because like in the 70s and 80s you had the fabulous Mula, who wasn't no with no disrespect to her she wasn't exactly uh centerfold material at that point but she was a very, very tough woman. And then you have the women in the 90s and the early 2000s who were the centerfold material but were such great athletes. They they had to kind of transcend that. And I think the WWE did... Um, it. They were behind the curve. I feel like the independent scene was a little more uh, open to strong women in matches, intergender matches. Um, is that something... What's your take on... I mean, clearly you don't have an issue with intergender matches. Is that something you had to... Learn to be okay with, or you saw it and you're like, "That's sick." We're all wrestlers. Who cares?
1: Yeah, I don't think it ever bothered me. I think that's because in that era, you would see the guys hit the girls, and you'd see like a lot. They'd have like women go for the cruiserweight title or like wrestle the cruiserweights, like Jacqueline and and Lita, and obviously like
0: China China was was, icy.
1: China was a little before me though. Like I didn't really see, I didn't see a lot of her stuff. Like I watched it eventually, but. Um, Lita was having matches with Dean Malenko, like, you know what I mean? Like, they, they were doing intergender matches back then that are more than what they're doing now on WWE, at least.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, listen, Mae Young was like 80 years old and Bubba Ray <laughs> put her through We a watched
1: table. that regularly. We watched Bubba Ray slam <laughs> women through tables regularly. Like, that's why I don't think people that grew up on that are fine with intergender wrestling, for the most part, because they're like, we, we've we seen it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's funny what, I guess, like, what's old is new again, they say, but if you saw anybody put an 80-year-old woman through a table on TV right now, it there would be petitions from here unto California, Twitter, cancel <laughs> yeah. culture, like, everything, but you know, it's just a different time and some people are okay with that and some people are not, and even some of the you know some of the stalwarts in professional wrestling, the older generation, they don't like the intergender wrestling, and I mm-hmm. think that's, um, you know, I, I think, uh, but but the Undertaker's dead, so like, really, where, <laughs> where do you draw the line with like what's believable and what's not believable, especially in this right. generation?
1: Right, exactly, and that's that's always been the funny part to me. It's like you guys believed all this other like hokey stuff, but you can't believe a woman <laughs> fighting a man. That's okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I buried like nine times. You know, it's like that's not, that's believable. But, you know, China beating the hell out of Eddie Guerrero and taking the titles, all, you know, is going to cause a stir. So, no, yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> times are definitely changing. Uh, that's for 100%. sure. So, you, when you moved out to California, I believe you started training at the Santino Brothers Wrestling School, right?
1: Yeah, I started, I, I spent two years in California doing the acting thing, um, hating it, hating the audition process. Uh, so I I was kind of like at a point where I was like, what am I doing with my life? And I started watching wrestling again because total divas, because I started watching total divas. And then I was like, oh yeah, I loved wrestling. Why haven't I watched this in so long? And then I like Googled where I could wrestle and found Santino's and literally I was only going to do one lesson and see if I liked it. And then I said, F it and just put all the whole money down on the whole class and,
0: here That's, I am. <laughs> what, um, what did you hate about acting?
1: Oh, just like the auditioning pro the audition process is soul sucking. Like just. <laughs>
0: I appreciate the complete honesty. <laughs> it's
1: just the worst. And I love acting. I love being in front of the camera and, and an improv and like that kind of stuff, but doing the process of it. And then a lot of the people that are part of it, you just, oh. you just don't feel good about yourself in my opinion. Um, at the lowest level.
0: Yeah. I mean, the Hollywood is sleazy and all the things you ever hear. And, and I, I think it's true. So if you like the improv and you like the professional wrestling, um, you grew up, did you grow up an athlete playing sports and things like that?
1: No, I more grew up doing, I did dance for a really long time. So That's, I mean, yeah. yeah. So I did dance and I did, I, I tried to play sports. I really did. Like I okay. wanted to be a good person at basketball. I wanted to play like softball. I wanted to be good at sports, but I was good at tennis and I was good at dancing.
0: So that's, that's listen. It. Dancing is amazing. Tennis, I'm not knocking it. In high school, I was a great bowler. Like we all have our things that you know yeah. we we pick up on. And dancing, I mean, teaches you coordination. It teaches you balance. And you like improv. I mean, it kind of seems. And you were a fan of professional wrestling. That all kind of funnels into what true great professional wrestling is: the ability to um, you know, improvise in front of the crowd and, and you know, uh, just kind of play off the crowd and know what you're doing and be able to handle yourself in the ring. So it seems like a, a natural progression in a weird way from Altoona to California <laughs> in wrestling. Yeah. For um, sure. You haven't been wrestling too long. It's been about f- almost five years now?
1: Yeah, it's been, yeah, it'd be about four and a half because I debuted October of 2015.
0: Okay. And yeah. early on in your career, you were in the ring with like, the who's who of women's wrestling. I mean, just uh, Thunder Rosa, Taya Valkyrie, people. Um, just name a few. Joey Ryan, mm-hmm. of course. Is that like almost like a trial by fire when you're like, oh, sick. I've been training for a year. I'm gonna get in the ring with these people.
1: Yeah, I mean, I got really lucky too because when I when I first debuted, I went on tour with the band Pussifer. Uh, they had a Lucha Libre opening act, so I was part of that, and I was on the road for six weeks at a time with them. And the first person I got to wrestle with was Katarina. So like, she's she's someone great to learn from. So I got really lucky just right off the bat that that's who I was working with all the time. And my trainers were on the road with me too. Joey Chaos, Robbie Phoenix, and Eli Everfly. So it was like, I got really lucky with that. And then coming out of it, I had made friends with Laura James because she was on the tour with me the second time around. And that's how I met Joey and really got to, like, start getting a chance to learn from people that had been doing it for a while and that wanted to see me succeed, which was helpful.
0: Sure. I mean, starting a career with Katarina, who was in the WWE, like that's, uh, you know, that that's such a great opportunity. And that's six weeks at a time. You're putting a lot of uh, road hours in, I, I guess I should say. What yeah. was it like being on tour? Is that, Was that any crazy tour stories?
1: I loved it. I loved it so much. Uh, it was really fun and it was it was a really good introduction for me to kind of get all the kinks out because we were working five days a week so it would I was in the ring wrestling for at least 30 minutes a night five days a week so in front of like thousands of people so it was really helpful for me to be like come back and like be a little bit more polished than I would have been if I would have been working on the indies right off the bat so it was super helpful and like I mean, me and Laura got into some stuff. That's how we became best friends. So there's one there's one night where so it was it's a band that is uh, fronted by uh, the Tool frontman Maynard. So it's his it's his passion project. So he was on the tour bus with us, and uh, it was like the one of the first nights that Laura was on the tour with us, and we were all drinking and like having a good time, like on the bus to the next spot. And she just started to stand in front of the trash can, and she wouldn't let people just throw their drink away she'd be like no you have to have another drink before you can like, throw your <laughs> drink away and she did that to Maynard and everyone was like like one of those things where it's like huh and then see if he's like cool with it and then everyone's like ah, ha,
0: ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> wait for it wait yeah. for it May-
1: Maynard cool with this okay cool
0: <laughs> and Maynard's a badass dude he trained jiu-jitsu um he's he's definitely he's messing people up on stage before he's uh <laughs> so he's, a good, you know, he,
1: he's he's like a good dude that like is so creative and smart
0: I mean, he's you could just tell from his music and a perfect circle and all that stuff. So that's wow. So that is quite the introduction, you know, yeah. to uh, Laura's <laughs> first time I, that
1: was my second tour. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that
0: that's she doesn't a real, give a shit. <laughs> no, it, clearly. I mean, if you're doing that to Maynard, or, you know, um, you know, so I guess through Joey Ryan is that how you you, you know through um, bar wrestling and a lot of people being an East Coaster myself, like I said, we're from New York, uh, Mo. Island area. Not a lot of people out here are all too familiar with bar wrestling, um, but it is such a fun promotion. It's actually available on powerslam.tv. and and uh, cheap plug. If you use our promo code all night long, you get thirty days free. So definitely go check it out and watch it. Um, just talk tell people who aren't familiar with it what bar wrestling is. Like, it's like a subculture in and of itself, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of people compared it to early PWG because it's just kind of the atmosphere is so fun and the crowds have just a good time. And I do think it's a bunch of people that don't know wrestling that that's like their one wrestling show that they go to. We see a lot of the regular wrestling fans there too, but it's like the show that I'll invite all my friends to that don't watch wrestling because I know they're going to have a good time no matter what because each match is, like, crazy and hard-hitting or comedy. There's just a huge variety of, like, different types of wrestling on it, too. It's not a bunch of everybody doing a shooting star press. It's it's one match is, like, this crazy off-the-wall tag match, and then there's this comedy match, and then there's, like, an intergender match, and then, like, it's it's kind of a little bit of taste of everything, which I think is, like, Joey's vision in general. Like, he, he just loves storytelling and, like, wrestling and wants people to, like, do what they
0: want to do. Yeah, and Joey Ryan, I mean, everybody knows uh, the dick flip, of course. That is what he is most famous for, but Joey Ryan is a hell of a professional wrestler, and he could kind of do everything. I mean, him and Candice versus the Young Bucks in the Girl of Warfare match is like one of the most brutal, my favorite matches of all time. And he's able to do that and then wrestle like Kikotaro and, you know, wrestle and do all this stuff. So, you know, to go to a show like that, like you're never going to be bored, it seems like, because you have each match is something a little bit different than what there was before.
1: Yeah. And it doesn't get exhausting, like feeling like you're watching the same stuff.
0: Right. Like, you know, I we went to the uh, Ring of Honor New Japan show at Madison Square Garden and it was an amazing show, but it was like 45 minute match, 30 minute match, 45 minute yeah. match. And you kind of need, you know, you got to get a popcorn break at some point and be like, "All right, or well, what do they call it? The uh, the let me up matches, right? You need something yeah. to to break up the uh the pace there. But as far as bar wrestling goes, unfortunately, you a know, couple of shows were canceled because of what's going on right now. Uh yeah. so that is it safe to say that that's your home promotion? I mean, you're pretty much on almost every single show out there.
1: Yeah, I would say that's really become that one, and um, obviously Santino Bros, but they don't run as often as they used to. But Bar's definitely the place where I'm at the most because they run twice a month, and I'm on every show that I can possibly be on.
0: Right. I mean, and <laughs> through that. So uh, clearly, I guess you and uh, Laura formed the tag team, the Killer Base, which is just mm-hmm. <laughs> the most awesome name. Uh, did you form that from your friendship on the tour?
1: Yeah, we we came off the tour and. Um, I was, I had one match before I went on the tour. So I was like really new. So she kind of, we kind of talked about it, and it was a good way for me to get out there and like kind of feel out the independent scene a little bit more with her.
0: Sure. And I guess on the tour, like if you only had one match for it, the people that are, are on, they're not like super wrestling fans, right? They're going for the music. So they won't kind of oh yeah, They don't right? even know
1: wrestling, but they, you know. They enjoyed
0: it <laughs> is there. So that's really the best time because you don't have like those critics. that are like, the, you fucked up. You don't have those people there.
1: Exactly. They literally they were happy to see a, a crossbody or a suplex, you know, yeah.
0: like, <laughs> like the 1985
1: high spot. Right. Oh, yeah.
0: That's a old, you know, that's awesome. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring it up. A uh, friend of the show, um, Rich Baku, he loves he lives in uh, South, Car- uh, South Carolina, South Carolina, um, South Southern California talking about SoCal Pro Wrestling. He works with them over there. You were scheduled to wrestle Tessa Blanchard, I believe, for the... Yes. I'm he there. told me about that. He's like, make sure you ask her what? I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right, Rich, I will. So, I mean, that that would have been enormous. So, the coronavirus has yet taken something else cool from us. What? I mean, what, is, would that have been, you think, your biggest match to date? She's the Impact champion.
1: I Yeah, and I've wrestled Tessa a couple times before, um, but obviously she's... Now at even a higher level than when I wrestled her, but I was really excited for that match because the couple matches that we've had, the last match that I had with her was at bar and I really, really liked that match, but it was still like a little couple hiccups that I think if we would have wrestled again, we could have like really brought it down.
0: Uh, are we talking about rescheduling it? Do they know? I mean, I guess everything's kind of up in the air, right? Everything's
1: and, so up in the air right now, yeah. I, things are. I, and I'm really sad because I had a ton of matches that I was so excited for and a ton of, of new things that I was going to get to do. Um, so I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping some rescheduling uh, will happen. I know with Bar, there was some really good matches I was really excited for. So we'll see about that. <laughs> of
0: course, uh, WrestleMania weekend, we threw a monkey wrench in literally everybody's plans. Um, yeah. Safe to say, you would have been in Tampa Bay for WrestleMania weekend, right?
1: Yeah, I was. I had three shows that weekend. I was I was going back to Shimmer for the first time in in a couple of years, which I was really excited about. Um, and uh, I was going to work for Fest Wrestling for the first time uh, with Joey as my partner, so that would have been really fun. And against Z- Zicky and Danny, so.
0: Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, the,
1: right. I was excited. I was so excited for that match. I was like, oh my god. It fun. just
0: seems like Zicky Dice, who was on our show a couple weeks ago, and Joey Ryan are like parallel universes of each other. So yeah, that was, I was like, uh, oh my
1: god, what shenanigans are going to happen in this match? So <laughs> I was really excited for that one.
0: But yeah, that that's brutal. What ha- I mean, because of course, you know, WrestleMania got changed, and um, WrestleCon got, um, got changed, and you know, as a fan, I've said this to everybody that's been on our show recently. Like, people don't realize how much that affects you know the wrestlers because you don't have to. You fly in once. And then you get to do so many shows and so many appearances. So it really is, like, a huge – it's got to be the weekend that everybody looks most forward to, right? Because you make the yeah. most money, I would say, and you make it's, the most connections.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a good – it's a really good chance to get seen by new people mainly and get seen, get to meet, like, promotions and people from promotions that you don't normally get to meet. Obviously, like, it's a chance for me on the West Coast to meet a bunch of people from the East Coast and and kind of introduce myself and, yeah, network – um, and it's a good money weekend for a lot of people, too.
0: Yeah, so the best way, if you are a fan of any wrestler or any promotion that was not able to uh, you know, run shows that weekend, pro wrestling tees, guys, support people. Um, I don't know if it's a Dick Tracy-inspired shirt, but the Killer Bay shirt that you have up there, it almost looks like the Dick Tracy logo, the red one. It's uh, with the black one with the red silhouette. It's an awesome oh, shirt.
1: Thank you. Yeah
0: um so yeah go to pro wrestling tees and you have a patreon which yes, is- I have a
1: patreon uh heather Monroe. so i, I, I only have if- one tier right now it's just five dollars so
0: well I, you know i've seen some people with like 30 tiers like some i don't want to mention a name but there, <laughs> like uh there is a uh a pretty famous female professional wrestler who has a $500 tier. And I was like, that is good for you. That's amazing. You know? So yeah.
1: Oh, when I first started mine, I had one too. And then I was like, I really saw like what was happening. I was like, okay, well how much can I actually give to this? And so I like reworked it and down to like 50 being my top tier. And then I just was so busy before all this happened that I literally took it down to one tier right before all this happened. And so I'm like, cause I just, <laughs> I just didn't have time to like do all the things that I was promising from the other tiers. So I was like, I'll just bring it down to five. And then once WrestleMania weekend and all this is over and I have time, I'll bring it back up.
0: But now you got, I mean, now, now <laughs> we got plenty of time. So we, yeah. who knows? Yep. Um, I like I said, Pro Wrestling Tees and the Patreon. It's a super easy way to support um your your favorite wrestlers out there. And uh before we let you go, a lot of controversy this week. I don't know if you were able to Did you watch Monday Night Raw? Do you watch Raw at all? You can say no. It's okay. I watched NXT. Cool, I don't watch Raw. So it's okay. You can totally say <laughs> okay. that. Um, there's a lot Cody of controversy. Gallus, <laughs> with um Nia Jax, she had a very, very awkward, some would say unsafe spot with uh, Kyrie Sane, and she's received a lot of backlash, you know, in just her career. Um, whether it be fair or unfair, when, if you're related to The Rock somehow, you're probably going to be held on a higher pedestal. You actually, in my, you wrestled Nia Jax, right, when Raw was in uh, California. Did you, I mean, how was she in the ring? Did you have any issues or was it just kind of standard operating procedure?
1: It was standard. Um, I didn't feel like she was unsafe at all. It was very... She she doesn't hit soft, which I don't care, because that's how I was brought up sure. from Santino. So it's some might think she is a little stiff, but it didn't feel that way to me. And um, I think sometimes people think things are unsafe, but the workers don't actually feel like they're unsafe. Sure. But that's kind of the point, isn't it? Like Sometimes it's supposed to look like it's a little more brutal than it maybe actually is. Yeah. So um, I think she gets a lot of flack for things that other people probably do. But. You know, yeah, I think that's
0: that's fair. She's also very vocal on uh, all kinds of social media and stuff like that. And I feel well, social media can be really cool or just the worst thing that was ever created in the history of the planet, depending on how uh, you <laughs> Twitter use it. can go away. <laughs> I listen. I was watching um, it's. Looking at the comments under YouTube videos today, I was actually watching, um, uh, you guys versus solo darling. And, um, I, I forget who opponent was, but like, I, I, w- I was watching the match and I looked at the comments and I, I, was, I wanted to delete the comments. I'm like, people are just, uh, how, I I don't even know. I feel like
1: gender match. They're oh, way really? worse.
0: Chris Dickinson um, <laughs> versus Kimberly has like seven million views. I think seven million views on YouTube.
1: Yeah. And
0: now I guess that's why, because people are just creepy and weird, and yeah, uh, it's
1: yeah. So well, if, I have but, I have one that has five million on Title Match Network, and you do not want to read the comments on that. <laughs>
0: oh my god, five five million views. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, but it, it's like, and then you look at the comments, and it's like all just. <laughs> not good
0: say no more like good match gr- okay
1: <laughs>
0: i feel like if you know it's kind of if you can't say it to somebody in real life you probably shouldn't post about it on uh twitter and social media
1: i agree
0: um you know lastly switching gears i know we talked about um things that are in the news with Nia Jax. the other thing was last week you know with all these releases that the wwe has made um i know a lot of people are upset about it, but it turns out a lot of those people actually wanted those releases because maybe they weren't feeling very fulfilled in the WWE. And I kind of look at it as it's, you know, money aside, I think it's going to be a bonus for a lot of independent professional wrestling organizations. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah, I would agree. And I think uh, every year they do this around WrestleMania. It just, it was just a lot more people than I think that they normally do and a lot more lower, lower level people than they normally would. So that's kind of why I think it, it got a little out there, but I, I think there's there's so many opportunities right now or were <laughs> before all this to like yeah. live outside of the WWE bubble. And I think that's kind of probably what the people that had been asking for their releases anyways were looking forward to.
0: Yeah. And I mean, they're I, I don't know if taking to Twitter and asking for your release is the best way to go. But if, if it got the people that wanted to be released where they want to be, I, I think kudos for them. Yeah. Um Bar Wrestling, you know, really quickly, we're talking about that. They've brought in so much talent over the last couple of years. It's literally like a who's who. Who has Bar Wrestling not brought in yet that you would like to see them bring in or you would like to wrestle without oh. spoiling maybe what they had planned?
1: Oh, my gosh. That's a really hard one because, yeah, there's there's been so many people. Yeah. Um. Can I, they brought in like right before all this? They, they had brought in the Rascals. And I kind of want to bring, I want him to bring them back in, but like me and my tag team partner get to wrestle them. Me and Dom Kubrick. Just friends. Um, (laughs) That's our name. (laughs) Uh, Um,
0: Rascals. Yeah, that's a great call. That'd be a good
1: one. Um, I've been really, I want to wrestle. Hi, Ann. So there, oh my gosh. This is such a hard question because I can, I think of too many people and then I can't pick one
0: that's fair Uh, (laughs) i do that i I tend to do that i there's a lot of um you know east coast people uh that i think you know like you mentioned there would have been such a great idea to network um such a great time at wrestlemania but i'm listen i'm sure it's gonna happen again uh shine wrestling we uh we kind of um we have a relationship with shine wrestling and evolve wrestling there's a lot of very talented women at shine wrestling so if that's if you ever travel to the east coast Love to have you and Shine. They, they yeah. put on some really good shows. Um, Lindsay Snow uh, is over there. AK, of course, is over there. Really uh, really good company. So there's a lot of... Uh, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. There's so many ways to take in all the wrestling out there. Like we said, Power Slam TV, if you want to watch some awesome matches on Bar Wrestling. Where was the, the match that had 5 million views? What, what was that on?
1: That's on Title Match Network.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Title Match Network is out there. Um, Demand Progress. There's so much cool stuff. Talk about... Um, you know, PCW Ultra, it's not too far from you out there, and Defy Wrestling, really, really, really good time to be a professional wrestling and fan. San-
1: Santino Bros has a ton of stuff on their YouTube.
0: Okay. Santino Bros, uh, just Santino Bros? Santino
1: Brothers? Bros Wrestling on, on YouTube. They So it's all free, and just subscribe, and, and wa- you can literally watch the matches from the shows, training matches, how to learn wrestling. Like, they do oh. wrestling move tutorials. It's It's like... A a big thing of whatever you could possibly want out of pro wrestling, they have it.
0: And nobody's doing anything, so you have no excuse not to do that right now. If you ever wanted to learn pro wrestling at home by yourself, listen. There's no better time. Check it out. Watch the matches. Don't leave a creepy comment. I don't <laughs> care who's listening. Don't be a creep. Just think it. Don't write it. <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm not. Don't even think it. Don't, <laughs> don't even think it. think it. Put it in the boundary box and get rid of it. Yeah. Um. Before we let you go, we have to ask you the question that divides this podcast right down the middle. I've known Joe for 25 years, and it literally breaks the band up like Yoko Ono did to the Beatles. All time, what side are you on? You got to pick one, Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels.
1: I am a Shawn Michaels girl. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, It's it's okay. Listen, when I started watching wrestling, Bret Michaels wasn't really around. Shawn Michaels was. All or right. Bret Hart, sorry.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, listen, I'm it. also a huge fan of Poison. So whatever, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's like 105 to 3. There's three people on Team Bret Hart. Uh, so
1: I mean, if he would have been able to stick around in, in the WWF when at the time longer, it might be a little different.
0: Well, I did not got screwed by it. You know what? I know, I know, I know. I've got a lot of...
1: Shawn Michaels gave me my favorite match of all time. Him versus Ric Flair. So really the
0: WrestleMania match. Oh, I'm sorry. I love you, Rick. Yeah. yeah that can't that's... get
1: much better than that
0: story. It's in my top five. It's not near breaths, but it's, it's up
1: there.
0: <laughs> on that note. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh,
1: get out of here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, and where can everybody find you on Twitter, on Facebook, if there's a public one or YouTube, what do we got?
1: um heather uh, heather is me on twitter and um and instagram i don't really use the facebook i have a, a fan page but i don't really post on it so it's better to do instagram or twitter and i have a tiktok which is also heather is me i post stupid videos so that's i'm bored
0: awesome. <laughs> yeah i don't know how to use tiktok people send me videos and like it opens in safari and i can't get it to play and i just <laughs> give up on it and i get crotchety um also don't forget prowrestlingtees.com slash com slash row there's some really cool shirts on there especially the dick tracy looking one it might not be dick tracy shirt but it's <laughs> awesome and um that's the best way to support your favorite wrestlers right now Heather, listen, best of luck to you out in Arizona. We appreciate all of your time. Stay safe, and we hope to see you in the ring very, very soon.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Of course, been a pleasure. This is it for another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast, and we are tapping out.